the Horse and Hound podcast. Hello and welcome to the Horse and Hound podcast daily Tokyo special, supported by Toggy. I'm Pippa Room, magazine and eventing editor at Horse and Hound, and I am in Tokyo with my colleague Polly Bryan. Hi, Polly. Hi, Pippa. Well, it has been a big day today. Final day of the eventing, the show jumping. It is 10 to 1 in the morning. We're just back from the venue and it's been so exciting. It has been so exciting. This has been a day that a lot of people have been waiting for for a very long time. Pippa, tell us what happened. Well, I think the Brits have been waiting for it for 49 years, to be honest, because today Britain won its first Olympic eventing team gold medal since the Munich Olympics in 1972. So it's been a very long wait for Britain, but they pulled it off. And as a bonus extra, Tom McEwen took the individual silver. Oh my God, that's a hell of a bonus extra, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It really is, yeah. So two medals for Britain in the eventing, the team gold, the one we all wanted, and I think, you know, the riders said it was a relief more than anything else. And I felt that as well. You know, there's been so much pressure coming into this game through this Olympics. They were the favourites. Everyone expected it of them. And yeah, it, it, it was a relief for everybody that they pulled it off. Yeah, definitely. I heard them say that they felt relieved as well. And, and, and as, as well, as we said, right from the beginning of this competition, the gold medal was theirs to lose um, because, of course, they led from the start, didn't they? But like you said, this has been this has been pressure on their shoulders for a really long time. Everyone knew they could and should really win the team gold but actually pulling it off when you get here is is a completely different matter yeah and Laura Collett talked about the fact that you know there were so many good horses left at home Britain could probably have fielded two teams that had a good chance of team gold and it was a relief to them to prove that these were the right horses that they were the right horses to be selected and to Mm. come here and I think for Laura that added to the pressure Tom McEwen said he really enjoyed that that he loves (laughs) the pressure Um, it was a an incredible evening yeah, it really, really was. And and I know that I was a little bit guilty of thinking, oh, gosh, it would be so typical that they've led in such sort of emphatic fashion throughout the whole event so far. And then, you know, maybe they'll blow it at the last moment. But they absolutely didn't, did they? There was a moment when I thought that might happen, Polly, because you feel like if you've got four show jumps in hand going in, everything is pretty tickety-boo and you don't <laughs> have to worry too much, particularly with such good jumpers as Toledo de Cursa, Ballamore Class and London 52. But actually, Laura had a a nasty moment in the team show Mm. jumping round where London 52 just backed off the water tray fence for whatever reason, maybe jumping under the lights and the light caught the pole or the water and he just really backed off it and then put down in the middle of the oxer and for a moment it looked like Laura might fall off or he might come down and it was a horrible, terrifying moment because it can just slip through your through your fingers that easily but yeah yeah Laura was able to stay on and it was a real credit to her and the horse they pulled themselves together again and jumped clear the rest of the way around yeah particularly they got over the uh, the combination the three I think it was the three-part combination wasn't it that followed on a related line from that fence that they crashed through because a lot of people did have poles down in that combination anyway um they really got themselves together very fast yeah they did and he's such a good jumper he doesn't like to touch a fence and Laura said after that he was even less keen to touch a fence so he was feet high the rest of the team round but Polly we should talk about Tom we um, should hero of the day yep he jumped two clear rounds clear in the team round then clear in the individual round so after the first show jumping round he moved up to third individually 
His second clear, just one second over the, the tight time that there was in that second round, moved him up to the individual silver. And he and Toledo just look so assured. You know, he is a phenomenal jumper. And I know that we had our guest edit earlier in the year and with Pippa and William Funnel, and they picked him out as a horse that they would like us to feature, which we did. And Pippa just said that he's a horse who could have gone in any direction. You know, he could have been a pure show jumper. I, I can definitely imagine that having watched him show jump today and it you know I haven't I haven't really seen very much of him as you are the eventing editor not me and I just thought I just thought what a horse you know he looked so comfortable over those fences he just looked like he was having a whale of a time in there I think so did Tom actually yeah I think you're right let's hear from Tom we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago about what the horse is like in this phase it's near the show jumping yeah, I think it's plain and simple. I wouldn't swap him for anyone else. I think that's pretty much all I've got to say to him. If I have a fence down, it's my own fault. Um, yeah, he's, he's just class. His last run at Kiso, Rena flooded and he was just phenomenal. And he's been phenomenal all year. Absolutely loves it. Never jumps at home, but doesn't seem to worry him when he gets to a show. He knows exactly what he's doing. And uh, obviously, we've already been cross-country, so that actually usually helps with my show jumping because he's, he's a bit easier to warm up. And obviously, we've got the two rounds, which I'm me personally, I'm very much looking forward to. But Polly, it's not just the show jumping that Toledo is a brilliant horse in. He has been just super all week, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has. And, you know, he, he was he was really up there after the, the dressage, even though um, it wasn't his best test. He flew around the cross country inside the time, as did the other Brits as well. As as obviously everyone everyone knows, the big test in eventing is, is not to be the best at any one discipline, but to be able to be really, really good at all of them um, one day after another. And that horse certainly is. Yeah, he was 12th after dressage. As you say, it wasn't quite his best test. And we talked about that in more detail a couple of days ago, but did not put a foot wrong from then onwards and, and nor did Tom. Let's hear a bit more about Toledo from Tom. Toledo is such a special horse to me. Um, he has everything. You could pick him as a jumper or as an event horse. He really is this all-round type of horse that could do, could do many, many things. He's always on everyone's list as sort of a dream horse to ride. He's certainly a, a sort of a dream horse for me to ride. And why he's so special is he has got the quirks, but he loves the job so much. He'll literally do anything for you. And all, all you've got to do is um, manage and contain him, really. And we've built up such a partnership now over, over so many years. Um, and I think running running him slowly when he was younger was 110% the right thing to do because he's, he's now very much an all-round horse for eventing. So, of course, Tom was the best finishing British rider of the day up there in the individual silver position. Um, let's talk a little bit about the other two now. Pippa, how did, how did Laura get on? We obviously mentioned her heart-stopping moment in the team round, but how did she get on in the next one? Yes, so Laura unfortunately had two down in the individual round. She went into that round lying fifth, had the last two fences down. I actually thought the London 52 slipped a little bit in his back legs on the turn into those couple of fences. Laura, I didn't hear her mention that. She said he was fighting a little in that final line. She said he was maybe a horse who was a little affected by jumping under the lights, um, not something he had done before. And he's a horse, hopefully, with a big future and, and will continue to, to gain experience in those sorts of unusual situations. So a bit disappointing to have three fences down across two rounds when he is such a good jumper but you know come on she was ninth individually they won a team gold I don't think anyone's going to be complaining about his performance gosh definitely not and uh I mean I was really impressed with Laura's riding I thought she she you know rode him really really well and, and as we said um you know overcame the blips and, and actually put in a really solid performance as she has done across this whole competition yeah definitely and then just looking at Oliver Townend and Ballamore class 
They obviously came into today as the individual leaders, so all the pressure on their shoulders. And had a single fence down in each round to drop down and finish fifth individually. Just one of those annoying things. Oliver said he's a good jumper who can have a rail and, um, you know, he's not wrong. There wasn't really anything to fault. You couldn't pick out. There was a particular reason those rails happened. These things do happen. I'm sure Oliver was covering a bit of disappointment at times. He would love to win an individual medal to win the individual Olympic title, but he handled it with very good grace. And again, you know, team gold, not to be sniffed at. Definitely not. And uh, arguably, I'd say yeah, possibly fifth is better than fourth. <laughs> yes, actually, uh, William Foxpit was doing an interview in the mix zone at one point because the Japanese rider Kazuma Tomoto, who actually finished fourth, is based in William. And he was saying fourth is the absolute worst place to finish at an Olympics. And he was just hoping that Kazuma, in fact, was going to be fifth, that, that he felt that would have been better than fourth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 really tough. You know, fourth at the Olympics is absolutely incredible. But I think I think you said a few... A few podcasts ago now that it's uh, it can be referred to as the chocolate medal and people don't really tend to remember it. But great for, for a Japanese rider, I think, to finish so high up on um, on home soil. They had, considering no spectators, a lot of support. <laughs> yep, definitely. It was brilliant to see that the Japanese team having slightly fallen apart. It was good to see that. Talking of being fourth, Andrew Hoy was fourth at the last World Equestrian Games individually. And I was slightly worried at one point today it was going to happen to him again. Oh, gosh. But in the end, he was third and took the individual bronze behind Tom McEwen with Vasily de Lassos, who is a lovely chestnut horse who is just renowned for finishing on his dressage score. And that's exactly what he did here. He was 13th after dressage and didn't add anything from then onwards giving Andrew a medal. Um, I imagine he'll be the oldest medalist at these games. He is, you know, the oldest equestrian athlete in, in Tokyo. So a great achievement for Andrew. And he led the Australian team to the silver. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was really pleased for for him that he got the bronze. Um, I love his horse as well. I've got a real soft spot for that horse. I just think it's absolutely mega. Pippa, we haven't actually talked about the uh, the new Olympic champion. I think we should. Yeah, I was just thinking exactly the same thing. We've managed to get about 10 minutes in without mentioning her. Yeah, so the individual gold went to Julia Krajewski of Germany. I have to say, if it wasn't going to go to a British rider, Julia would definitely be on my list of riders that I was happy to see take that medal. I did a big feature interview with her earlier this year, just after she had had to retire her her top horse, Samurai de Toe, who would have been a favourite coming into these games. And... Um, you know, she wasn't really expecting to even make it to the games until this mare, Amanda Beneville, Mandy, as she calls her, came a bit more to the fore with a win at Samur. That was what really put her in the frame for selection for the German team. And she jumped two clears today. Like Toledo, she was just a single second over the time in the final round, but jumped really beautifully. And yeah, Julia was incredibly emotional and we could see her sort of television pictures of her in the cooling tent afterwards with the horse and definitely in tears such an emotional win for her she lost her father earlier this year as well so it's been a real roller coaster yes it really has i i was really pleased for her as well i've been really impressed with her riding this this whole week and um i've only ever interviewed uh julia once before reporting at arkan a couple of years ago uh when she was riding chipmunk actually michael young's ride here and i was struck then by just what a lovely friendly open person she seemed to be and yeah she was just the same after this win she was you know full of emotions had lots of lovely things to say about her horse about her feelings no really well deserving uh winner and all also, I believe the first 
woman to have ever won the individual Olympic eventing gold. Wow. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Polly. So we came close in London in 2012 when Sarah Algotson Osthold took the individual silver, lost the individual gold with the final show jump down. So yeah, Julia has that honour and uh, she is, you know, definitely a very fitting person to, to have done that. So well done, Julia. Definitely good for her. And Pippa, who took the team bronze medal? Which team were third? So France held on to it. There were no changes in the team standings today. Karen Lagrog had a fence down in the team round. The other two jumped clear. And that was enough to hang on to the position. Um, Germany actually came up from sixth overnight to finish fourth. They were the ones sort of putting a little bit of pressure on to Australia and France in the end. None of the German riders had a fence in the team round. So, yeah, but France held on. Good for them. The uh, Obviously, the team gold medalists in Rio, quite a different looking team. Mm-hmm. Only one rider who was in Rio, Karim Lagoag. The other two, Nicholas Tuzan and Christopher Six, were not in Rio. Nicholas is a former Olympian, a team gold medalist at Athens, but Christopher was an Olympic debutant. And um, yeah, their horses really jumped well today and went on to jump well in the individual round. Nicholas finished sixth and Christopher seventh. No, it was a good performance. And Pippa, did they have some substitutions that, that happened in this competition? Yes, they did. So not a substitution during the competition that was penalised, but in advance of the competition. In fact, Nicolas Touzain was the only member of that French team who was originally selected. Two riders came out. Um, one was also a veteran of that Rio team, Thibaut Vallette had a problem with his horse before they left home and then on arrival here Tom Carlyle's mare Bermain tied up after galloping out here in Tokyo so she came out they started without an alternate without the option to to make an in-competition substitution Um, and yeah pretty impressive to win the team bronze when you're fielding two riders who weren't actually on your original squad yeah my gosh absolutely and a quick shout out I think to the Australian team silver medalists to come back to them um, we mentioned Andrew Hoy. Alongside them, we had Shane Rose, a um, Australian-based rider who is very experienced, been to multiple games, and Virgil, his partner, who he's got a lot of mileage with. And Kevin McNabb, a rider that our readers, our listeners even at home in Britain will be more familiar with. He is based in Surrey, been in Britain for, for several years, and great to see him making his Olympic debut here with Donkey Dam, who is a really nice type of horse who I really, really enjoy watching. I'm not sure whether I should make this admission on uh, a podcast, but the funny thing I said to Pippa that I meant to tell her earlier was that she mentioned Donkey Dam earlier in the week and um, I wasn't really listening to the sentence. She was talking to somebody else. I thought there was a horse in the competition called Donkey Dan. So um, I've been thinking that this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Donkey Dam. Well, he was no donkey today. He jumped a a good clear in uh, in the team round to secure that team silver medal. We will be back to talk about what's coming up tomorrow. The Horse and Hand Podcast Daily Tokyo Special is supported by Toggy. Shop the sport, outdoor and British equestrian Team GBR collection at toggy.com. Technical, tested, trusted Toggy. 
So today is obviously the end of the eventing competition. Tomorrow marks the start of the pure show jumping. There is no rest for the wicked or journalists. Mm-hmm. Polly, what's going to happen tomorrow in the pure show jumping? So yes, very excitingly, the uh, show jumping gets underway tomorrow. Um, there's a different new format in show jumping um, at this Olympics, just as there has been in dressage and eventing. There are three on a team. Again, that that move was consistent across the equestrian sports. Um, The other sort of big change is that the individual medals will be ridden for first before the team competition. So tomorrow is the individual qualifier. It's a one round qualifier. All 75 combinations will uh, take part. They will jump around that course. And then the actual individual medals will be decided on Wednesday. And that'll be for the top 30 combinations. They all go through to that second day of individual competition with a clean slate. So their score from tomorrow gets wiped. They start on zero on Wednesday. Okay, great. I'm glad we've got to grips with that. And I think there's been a small change to the British trio who are representing us in that competition. Is that right, Polly? Yes, that is right. So um, the team coming out here was Scott Brash with Jefferson, Ben Mayer with Explosion W, Holly Smith with Denver, and the alternate rider was Harry Charles riding Romeo 88. He has actually been swapped into the individual competition in place of Holly Smith. Our understanding is that Holly will, however, still be jumping in the team competition, but the first three uh, British riders we'll be seeing up in the pure show jumping will be Ben, Scott and Harry. And uh, they were all out on the eventing show jumping course, walking it this afternoon. Um, I think they were giving our eventers a few tips. Um, All looked to be in good spirits. Uh, I think I spotted Peter Charles, Harry's father, who of course won gold in London. Um, Yeah, we can't wait for them to get going. No, definitely. And yeah, it was Di Lampard, the show jumping performance manager, who spoke to our show jumping editor earlier today and said that this plan of of switching the riders around was discussed with the team and all the relevant owners before leaving home so this sounds like it's it's part of a plan and hopefully it's one that's going to bring us the medals home well polly i have got to get on it's now (laughs) 10 past one in the morning i've got about four thousand words to write in the next four or five hours and file back to the hard-working horse and hound team at home who are going to be putting them to press through the night so that you get your magazine on Thursday. But it's much easier to write about uh, Britain getting team gold than uh, when they bomb. So I'm looking forward to it. You've got to get some sleep ahead of show jumping tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. It's lots of, a lot of excitement still to come. Uh, but to round off, shall we hear from our new gold and silver medalist, Tom McEwen, about some of the Olympic memories that have inspired him? For me, my special Olympic memories are Sir Mark Todd. We were very lucky to be based at Badgetown with Sir Mark when he bought it, literally, I think, the year of London 2012. So from that moment, I sort of looked back, watched Charisma going round. Mark is sort of the Olympic god in eventing, really. Um, with all his gold medals, he's a hero at New Zealand. Um, he's certainly a hero to everyone in the eventing community. And sort of looking back on that really gives you um, some excitement. It sort of gives you a way of going. And I actually went to it London 2012, personally, rather than just watching it on TV. And just remember hearing this chain of noise as they went round like a roller coaster. You knew exactly where everyone was on the course. I just thought, how incredible. So for me, I pick out many snippets, but for me, London 2012 was, yeah, was, I thought was special. Oh, it's lovely to hear that from Tom. Massive congratulations to Tom, Laura and Oliver. We are very proud to be a, a British publication and to have you bringing home that gold.
Listeners, just before we, uh, we, we ring off, so to speak, we have heard that Lottie Fry, one of our British dressage team bronze medalists, is going to be our guest on this week's Horse and Hound weekly podcast on Thursday. So do make sure you download that one when it's out. Definitely. I um, can't wait to hear what Lottie has to say now. She's had a few days to decompress and reflect on her first Olympic Games and, of course, that absolutely fabulous bronze in the dressage. Right. I've got to get the laptop out and get typing away. So uh, we will speak to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Horse and Ham podcast Daily Tokyo Special, supported by Toggy. 